We are at Corner Pop Sports and we are live here at Patty Laps in Northeast Philly. Dun, 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 dun. Fly, Eagles, fly on the road to victory. Fly, Eagles, fly. Score a touchdown. One, two, one, two, three. Hit them low, hit them high. And watch our Eagles fly. Fly, Eagles, fly on the road to victory. Show. We are live here with the guys from Fourth and Go. They'll be on with us in a few minutes here. But uh, yeah, it's gonna be a, oh, it's gonna be a great time, man. Great time. Justin here. Justin's here from uh, formerly new, new Media. Now, now with Wildfire, which Justin. is uh, a little, a little, uh, little behind-the-scenes stuff. We'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, but you know, yeah, we're here live here at Patty Wax. It's gonna be a great time. Yeah, come on, hang out, man. We got uh, Ryan and the beautiful, uh, beautiful Jens back there uh, serving up some food. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Yeah, we can. Well, you have headphones, guys. Put them on. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, we're here, with, like I said, we're here with uh, Fourth and Go, who you can also hear on Wild, hear, listen to on Wildfire Radio, on Wildfire Sports. Uh, they are live Wednesday nights on nine, at 9.30. Uh, these guys are awesome. So, uh, they'll be joining us. We'll be alternating. We always do a remote broadcast. But let's go around the horn right now uh, before you walk away. Say hello. <laughs> Before you say goodbye. You know, guys, it's Ron. Yeah. Howdy, it's Gary. What's up, it's Mike. What's going on, everybody? Ron. Hey, Sean in the house. Why don't the fourth and go guys say hello? What's up, fellas? Getting ready for the big Eagles game tomorrow night. Waited so long for this playoff game. Can't wait. Yeah, yeah here we go. Yo, it's Dave from Fourth and Go. So glad to be here with you fellas on the eve of a playoff game that we haven't had in so long. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait. Let's use that right term loosely. What's up, everyone? I'm Chris from Fourth and Go. Happy to be here. Thanks, guys. I'm looking forward to a great show. Yep, welcome. Absolutely. Yeah, it's gonna be a good time. So we'll be uh, we'll be alternating uh, on and off the mic and. Uh, down the way, Dave's in the house too. Down the way, Dave's over there somewhere. Down the way, Dave and Dave. It's been the first first time in a while for him. Much like yeah, we're in the city. He comes out when we're in the city. Uh, yeah, so like sounds like an old fucking Seattle. <laughs> like Dave was saying, or yeah, like Dave from Fourth Ago was saying. Um, first time in a long time, man. 2013 season is the last time we've been in the playoffs. And this is exciting. This is very exciting. And I don't know about you guys. We'll, we'll do predictions late, like later in the show. But, um, you know, yeah, it might get heated. But uh, there might be a fist fight or two. Maybe then some sex to follow. Uh, but, yeah, it, it's going to be awesome, man. Um, it's just just to have that atmosphere back down at the link. Yeah, man, in the city. You know? Dude, I've been waiting all fucking week for this game. All week I've been like, just like, when is this? Like, I'm so glad they're the first game because I don't think I'd be able to wait another day for it. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like the, you know, that, that the girl you take home, you're ready, you know. And yeah. Fill it up and it's just the second is over. Yeah. Don't no, take her pants. She has a blue waffle. Yeah. That'll end it. Get out, pig. So hopefully, hopefully that's not what's going to happen uh, tomorrow where it's like a two-pump chomp kind of game, but we'll see what happens. 
Uh, we, we saw. We kicked ass. You know, Nine out of ten people Google Blue Waffle incorrectly. <laughs> it depends on which one you're putting the fucking syrup on. Uh, what are you wearing, Michael Vick? Or is that Sam Bradford? Uh, Michael Vick. Michael Vick? All right. That's your warrior. That's your warrior. As long as it wasn't my dog. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, man. Chinese people kill dogs. Why can't he? <laughs> into the show or already off the rails. Cheers to you, Mr. Vic. But yeah, uh, you know. No, he's still alive. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. He like ghosted yeah. him like he was dead. Yeah, it's not like <laughs> Darren Dalton or, uh. Oh. No, he's not dead. Yeah. He's on like Fox or something now. Yeah. Yeah, he's still, he was. He's opening the screen at Oh, man. Well, you know, again, we want to thank Patty Wax for having us tonight. Having us, uh. Knuckleheads here at the at, and and thanks to the guys out here at uh, you know at the full bar. Just about. Yeah, it's just about. Come out, dude. Best wings in the city, dude. Their wings, are, the their their wings are awesome here, man. Yeah, absolutely. And we're, we got we got a couple of uh, pictures of Yingling flowing right now. There we go. Good stuff, man. Hint, 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 yeah. hint. If we want to bring out some wings, yeah. Just saying. So I know we're doing like a, you know, like, wings. <laughs> I know we're doing a, uh, a neat, you know preview, you know playoff preview. But do we want to do we want to talk about the Sixers or anything like that? Or yeah, I do. Yeah, all right. Let's, yeah. let's do that now. Get it out of the way. Right. Get that trash out of the way. Twenty-two point they lead. Are. Twenty-two point lead that we ended up blowing in that game, and then lost by eleven. I'm sick of having twenty-point leads and losing. I don't know what the problem is. I get that they're young, but for Christ's sake, keep shitting the bed. Like, figure it out. I want to see a 20-point lead grow into a 40-point lead. Yeah, yeah. No, I... Not with Brett Brown. Well, at least we know that... Is it Brett Brown? Uh-oh! Uh-oh, right! Oh, here we go! No, and it's tired of Brett Brown's bullshit. This is the first year they have a team to develop. Come on. Yeah, but they can't lose 20-point leads! Every single young team... It's Brett Brown. ...struggles... With what the Sixers are struggling at. It's you know, Brett Brown. Every, does, He's the problem. Does everybody, does every young team blow 20 point leads on the regular? He said blow. I did. I don't know if it's, know if it's 20 point leads, but the, 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 what they're struggling with, it'll come. I don't know if I'm ready to say fire Brett Brown, but I'm getting a lot closer. And the other thing, I want to see him Bro. fired up. Who do you hire to fire? I don't know. I'm not following basketball coaches or nothing. Like that. That, that, I want somebody that's got the pedigree where he came from. I want somebody that has some fire. That's gonna be like, that's gonna be pissed off, yelling at the refs. I want to see him talk about losing a 20 point lead and saying, "We got to do better. This is not acceptable. I'm pissed off." So because he's not saying it to the media, like. like I'm not asking him. I'm not asking him to call anybody, any individuals out. But I want him to show some emotion and like really kind of say that like it's, it, I want to see some fire. I want to see the team needs to be pushed. I show that, that he's pissed off. That I agree with. Like like where's the fire being lit? Where, where's the accountability? I agree with that. Okay. But well, that's the fire come from the thing I think is a knee jerk reaction. 
Okay. Can he just take a vacation back to England then? So, no, I mean, I'm not, like I said, I'm not quite there to say fire him, but at the same time, it's getting close, and I want to see him fire. I want to see him pass. I'm not saying that he calls out players. I'm saying he does it the right way, like the classy way. But I want to see him pissed off, and I want him to say, look, you know, it starts with me. These 20-point leads, i got to figure out when to call timeouts, what to do, what lineup's going to work that's going to stop the bleeding here. But the players got to perform, too, and, you know, this is not a, we can't keep doing this. I, I hear what you're saying there. I do. I do. So that's, but, that's all. All right. Maybe not fire him, but it's a pain in the ass, bro. It's, it's, bro, it's a pain in the ass. I, I get that, but it, it's just, just, I, I know the being patient thing is like, oh, we've been patient. We've been, I know. I get all that. I, I know. I feel, I feel it. I get it. Said it repeatedly, Ryan. I'm not a basketball fan, and I see it. But this is the first year you have a team to develop, like, since he's been here. He's done well developing the guys. I mean, they're, you know, it seems I mean, like... Joel Embiid sat out for two years and was better than he was in Kansas when he played. Right. You know what I mean? So, like, just... You and just they, be a little more patient. And the other thing that they need, they need a leader on the court. Now, they're maybe they'll right. develop those guys. But right. right now, they don't have anybody that's... Somebody's going to jack up somebody. Like, you know, somebody's going to grab somebody by the shirt and be like, yo. But wasn't that guy supposed to be Redick? Like, I think some of the issue is, like, they brought in Redick to solve some of these veteran problems, and he's been erratic as anybody else. Yeah. And, you know, I think the biggest issue is is we see Joel Embiid and how successful he is and Ben Simmons and what a prodigy he's become. And we fail to realize that it's still a pretty small team. Like, they don't have that shooter that can play off ball. They don't have a defensive big man that can rebound when and beads off the floor. So I think the expectations are a little bit inflated. No, I mean, I'm not even asking. I'm not saying the expectations. I'm just saying, man. You, you don't want to lose 20-point leads. You don't want to lose 20-point <laughs> leads. I, I mean, if it happens once in a while, that's fine. But, man, this is like five, six times. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah and I agree with that. I mean, it's, and, it's, it's more ready. than five, six times. You can't have a, a jump shooter as your team leader that's going to fire you up like you know, it, it's got to be somebody that's a little bit more of a, a grinder or a baller, like, you know, a Reggie Evans type. I feel yeah. like they had kind of guys like that a little bit, but it needs to be somebody that's a little bit more of a starter, I guess. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I, it ain't Amir Johnson. Yeah, but <laughs> it, it, it has to be Reddick. That's the worst part because they don't have many veterans. I know. So, it just ha- unfortunately, it has to be right now. Um, they're strong. Is Reddick going to do it? Yeah, that, that's another question, and I agree with that. But he gets fired up, right? I don't know if he's a leader, though. He okay. can get fired up. He's personal. He gets into it. I wanted to see someone take Ben Simmons back the other day, and I didn't see it. That was a big part of that game when mm-hmm. Marcus Morris just slams him down. You know, not many people, like, did anything. I right, wanted right. to see, you're down 20. Do something. It right. wasn't like it was a close game. My biggest concern, and, you know, this is Dave from Fourth and Go, and I think you're talking about this a little bit too, blowing these leads, it points back to one man. We give him a lot of credit when they're doing well. We, and we kick the shot of him when he's doing bad. Brett Brown's struggling, and he's struggling bad. And that's what we're saying. I mean, I'm not ready to go on the fire Brett Brown bandwagon, but I'm starting to kind of question it now. You have to, right? I mean, it happens everywhere. It happens all the time. It happened with them when they were bad. 
and it's carried over again to this, and it's scary. This team, this is a big stretch. They had Boston, now they got Toronto, now Milwaukee, cream of the crop in the East. They need to show up to one of these games and win one. Yeah, and, and they're capable of winning any game. They are. Any game. They they have the talent to win any game. They just have to put a full game together, and when when a team starts to kind of come at them, they need to have a counterpunch. Absolutely. And another thing I want to give Brett Brown a little leniency on is he doesn't have Fultz. I think Fultz changes so much because that bench is so thin, so he, weak right now. He's that off-the-ball score that everybody was just talking about. He was yes. Just like, he, he is that one deficiency that you can get. Right. And it's hard to judge Brett Brown without him playing with a full deck of cards, right? And with Fultz, I, I would love him to come off the bench. I don't need him to start. But he's that extra guy that he, like you said, he can do stuff off the ball. He's not your shooter, yeah. but he's your driver. He's your slasher. And he's a guy that can create things in the middle, open things up for other guys. So I, I'm still pumping the brakes on Brett Brown, but, dude, I'm getting close. I'm, speaking of faults, I'm getting kind of concerned, man. He still has a hitch in his shot. There's actually a story that, that came out uh, today on Yahoo Sports basically saying that there are still major flaws in his technique. And it's like – Wait, I thought this was a shoulder thing. That's what was causing that major hitch. They said it's not as bad, but he's still not as fluid as he was in college. Listen, I, I play basketball so much. It's mental now. It's mental once you get so through why that. Why don't you put him in the D-League? Why don't you put him down in the D-League? Because it's play. called the G-League now. G-G-G-G-G-G-Unit? But, I mean, you know, I see your point, but the honest opinion, even without a shot, the guy can play in the NBA. I need him to get speed in the NBA. I need him to get game ready. He's better than freaking Jared Bayless. He's better than TLC. I mean, I, I want to see him. I don't want to put him down there. But I am worried. We'll see, Sean. I don't know. If that hitch is there, I'll, I'll be worried. And meanwhile, fucking Tatum is just lighting it up. He I is. Mean, we, we traded a first-round pick for the right not to draft this, dude. Yeah. It sucks. I know, I hear you. I mean, a lot of people, but until we see Fultz, I can't make a judge on that trade yet. But, yeah. I mean, it was a consensus that he was number one. I mean, maybe not a full 100%, but it was. No, yeah, I mean, it, at, at the time, I, you know, at the time we were all excited. At the time, we all liked the trade. We all had questions about Tatum. So, you know, and we said that he was going to be the perfect fit. He was that off the ball, two guard. Yep. That, but, you know. Duke players, too. I was scared of yep. Duke players. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I went fucking Okafor trade. <laughs> yeah, I, God damn it. I, I, think, I think that's a decade of no Duke. But yeah. um, the, the other thing, you, you know, we're looking at here is Ben Simmons kind of upped his game the other day. I was very excited to see him actually taking it hard to the rack and taking it that extra step, that one extra dribble. He had a very good game against Boston. The team he didn't play well against two times earlier this year. So, Maybe we're seeing a little more maturation of Ben Simmons here. He, he hit a couple shots. The only thing, the only thing about him is he didn't, he didn't have the uh, the rebounds and the assists that he usually has. He didn't. He, he he put up some points, but he just didn't. You know. Mm-hmm. So, and he's best when when you see him like coming close to a triple double. He he is best for the team, but right now when they're lacking in scoring, I did like to see his aggressiveness a little more. Now, the, what killed them of twenty two? Same story. Turnovers. They turned the ball over three times in, like, the first quarter, six at half, and all of a sudden had eight in the third quarter. It was just bad. I don't yeah. know what happens to this team at times. Yep. I hear you. The major inconsistencies. I mean, this is something we've, you know, we talked about before. And it's like it, the same two issues. It's the, it's the turnovers and just not, not having, like, Reddick's taking the shots behind the, behind the arc and stuff. But you, you still – you still need that consistency, you know. He, he, you need someone else back there to, to, to you know, to have that extra threat because he's 
He can't do it by himself. Sean, you're right. We wrote about this. There's three stats that are the same as last year. They're 25th or worse in league in three-point percentage. It's just him. You're right. They're 30th in league in fouls. And then they're 30th in league in turnovers. And they was the same as last year. So, I mean, I think it is a valid question. I've always been the one on the other side going, well, I'm not willing to just throw the towel in on Brett Brown. But, you know, this is while they were tanking. But now that I'm looking at this going, wow, like, he's not really – like, the talent's better, but the, 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 the results are kind of the same. I mean, granted, yeah, they're 500 or a game below 500, but you know what I'm saying? Like, they're still not able to finish games. They're still not able to, you know, not able to control the, you know, possess the ball. And taking dumb shots and not getting good looks and bad defense. And I mean, their defense is just... It's terrible. And let's be honest, everybody's hero, their favorite earlier this year, Robert Covington, is killing this team right now. He got torched, torched by Jalen Brown, and then it went to Marcus Morris. The guy... For what it's worth, he's a three-point shooter. And now he's struggling in that. So you thought, all right, maybe he'll help you on defense. Now he's sitting there. He's playing defense with his arms. He's just reaching, letting him go by, trying to get back steals. And there's something wrong with him mentally right now. I, I need to see him pick up his game because, like it or not, they need him. And, and, and that's your point back to three-point shooting. Is what's wrong with him his paycheck? <laughs> and the fact that he got paid? I know. And everybody thought that was a steal at the time, right? If he had yeah. the open market, he would have got 20 mil. Well, guess what? I'm rich, bitch. Uh-huh. <laughs> Absolutely. Rick James. But, uh, yeah. You were going to say something? Uh, oh, you're taking a sip. Yeah, it's just unfortunate. And, and at least we know that the blowing leads thing isn't just an American thing. Apparently it happens overseas, too. It's global. <laughs> it is global. <laughs> global failure. Uh, and then uh, I don't know if you guys want to hit on this real quick before we get into the Eagles because obviously there's a lot to talk about with the Eagles. But um, And the Flyers on the bye week. They, they ended up on a, on a three-game winning streak, which is awesome. Uh, they it, have a bye week? Is but that what they're calling it? It really is. It's yeah. a bye week. But it yeah. sucks that it, it came now because they were – Red hot, you know, and, and the good thing is at least they're coming back against the Devils who are also having their bye week, which is the way the NHL has kind of scheduled that. Okay. So that's a good thing. But um, I was going to hit on this, the proposed Phillies trade uh, for Christian Yelich. Oh, give it to me. You know, they're talking about Nick Williams, Alfaro, nope. and Mickey Moniak. I'm done. No. <laughs> for Christian Yelich. I was done at Alfaro. No, no, yeah. no. That's, that's, that's the proposed. That was, re- that was uh, reported by CBS, Philly. Uh, yesterday, allegedly, yeah, and I, mean, I know Ron was completely, completely against this. Yeah, is there anybody that was for this? Listen, I'm not sure I give Nick Williams for him. I, I'm not I sure. Would, right, straight, straight up. up. Look, now it's uh, close. If you're gonna have me, all right. Here's the thing with the Mickey Moniac part. They're hoping that Mickey Moniac is the next Christian Yelich. Yeah. Well, if you can get Christian Yelich for Mickey Moniac, and you already know what you're getting, because you know how baseball is with prospects. Okay, I can do that. I don't think I'm giving up Nick Williams, Moniac, and Alfaro for him. I think it's too much. But isn't your problem already in the outfield, right? you got Reese Hoskins out, out there. you got Odubo Herrera right. and Nick Williams. Right. So you're training an outfield for an outfielder? you still got the same problem. And he's a center fielder, too, right? right? Rob brought up a good point. If you're going to be making a trade and you're going to be trading some of these guys away, why not go for pitching? I agree. Pitching's what you need. 100%. I know. Yelich would be nice, but... He's not the part you need. I really like what they have in the outfield right now. Pitching pitching's what you need, especially, you know, a nice 3-4 starter. I mean, you don't have a true number one, but, hell, at the end of last year, Aaron Nola was pitching. Yeah, I was going like to say, one. Nola can kind of, kind of, a kind one of B. Beats, like, could almost be like a 1A. Yeah, 
Yeah, I agree. But, I mean, if you could get a nice 2-3, three, 3-4 three, guy in there, yeah. I, I, I think about Nick Williams. I don't think about Alfaro. I thought he impressed me at the end of last year. And like you said, Mooniak's tough. That's a really tough one. I mean, you know, like you were saying about Nola, and the thing that sucked is that the free agent market for pitching wasn't that great. I mean, there wasn't a lot out there. No. Uh, you're going to overpay for Jake Arrieta, who's 33 years old. You know, you don't want no. you don't want to do that. That is some relievers. You know, Nishak's back, who's you know 80 80 years old now. Um, Maybe we could trade him for more prospects again. Yeah. Yeah, you could always do that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know the interesting part about the Phillies, and you guys have probably seen or heard this, is uh, you know our new manager here, Gabe Kapler, is thinking about the five-inning starting pitcher, four-inning bullpen. He's really thinking about a very a long reliever. He's thinking about four starters. He's got all these crazy ideas, and I sign me up. I love it. I love what he's trying to do right yeah. now and what he's talking about. So we're going to see some creativity here. The bullpen's going to be huge for them this year. Shameless plug next Friday on our show. Uh, I'm going to have uh, – I'm going to actually be talking to both um, uh, Gabe Kapler and Reese Hoskins. On the show. Uh, on, Wednesday, on Wednesday I'll be talking to them. So I'll play it back on Friday. So, yeah, we'll uh, we'll have them, have them in, uh, you know, on, on the air, and uh, we'll see what happens. Where so. are you seeing them at? Uh, down at the ballpark. I'm going down. I'm heading down there. I'm, I'm doing a Q&A thing. So. Out of Corner Pub Sports? Uh, not necessarily. Out of out of uh, Ryder University. It's, oh, a, long, right. it's a long story, but, uh, yeah, I'm pretty excited. It doesn't so. sound it, it, just, it just came up. It, it, I, I just found out about it two days ago. I'm like, oh, shit, this is awesome. So I'm pretty excited. That so. is awesome. We'll see what happens. You need anybody else? I, I went to Rowan. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Chris, I mean, I know you're yeah, Chris, welcome, welcome to the air, man. You're a big Phillies guy. You hear that trade they threw out there? Yeah, I just heard what you said. I didn't... Sorry, my voice is terrible, so I'll jump off the mic as soon as it's too hard to listen to. So, yeah, the Yelch trade. I mean, look, I think Yelch is a good player, but I didn't hear what... What did you say? You said if they were going to have to Yelch, they'd rather Nick go... Nick Williams. A pitcher? Yeah, look, Yelch wouldn't be my first target. I mean, I'd rather them be going after a guy like Trout and that kind of a caliber. But Yelch is a guy who might be your number three hitter for the next 10 years. I mean, Yelch is a solid player. He might be a 20 home run, 90, 90, 20 stolen base type of talent. Catching prospects to me are always a shot in the dark. Alfaro looks great on paper. I don't know if the Alfaro talent ever really comes to fruition in the, in the big leagues. I like what I saw from Nick Williams last year. And again, Ammoniac, like, we're so loaded in the outfield. Is this the time where you make a move like that? I mean, Yelch is, it, he is he is a known quantity. We know who he is. But the last part about that training, it's interesting. He's a known quantity. It's a fire sale down in Miami, right? Exactly. You can get him for nickels. Why are you going to give that much up? You saw what they did with Stanton, right? You've seen what they've given away for their other trades. I don't think the Phillies would have to give up that much. So wherever that rumor's coming from, I think it's just one of those, hey, let's throw it out there, see if it sticks to the wall. The Marlins are ready to give people away. I mean, they just traded for... In, in the Yankees trade with Stanton, they traded for um, the old uh, Cubs shortstop. I, I understand, but uh, I think what, I think what really dictates Cashier. the baseball trade is, is salary. So Stanton was already getting paid enough where getting rid of him becomes more difficult for a franchise. You, you, you don't get as much back because you're paying him whatever they were paying him. But Yellow is probably a pretty reasonable contract you could take on, so you have to give more to get that. I don't think Yelich is making more than $20 million a year. No, but they had a horrible other trade after that. They're, um, I guess, 1B kind of star outfielder. Um, what's his name? They gave him away for, for dimes. What That big right-hand hitter, it'll come to me in a second. I mean, I'm telling you, the Marlins are throwing stuff The other right thing, right that, just to have fun with it, so let's pretend they trade for Yelich. Now, Reese Hoskins is already in left because you have Santana at first. So you have Herrera in center. Are you putting Yelich in center? 
So you, you're overloading the left fielders, which doesn't really make much sense to me to begin with. So I don't know. It's all fun. It's really fun to talk about hot stove trade potentials. It doesn't seem to line up. Marcelo Zuna. Marcelo Zuna. They gave him away for nothing. Uh, nothing. Okay, yeah. Zuna's a good player. Yeah. So it wasn't just salary. They're giving away people for nothing. But I hear you. I hear you. Stay on, man. Uh, so yeah, let's uh, let's get to it, man. Because we've been we've been dying all week. We've been dying all. Actually, we've been dying for four years to talk about this since we've been a podcast. You guys started when? When did you guys start? Oh yeah, dude. We're June two years ago. Okay, yes, yeah, so same same deal. Yep. We haven't been able to do this yet. Eagles playoff game tomorrow. Second round already. Ah, yeah. The the home game in the second round. Yeah, it's like that's like skipping the roofies and going right at it. Yeah, Um, you don't even need it. Why skip roofies? (laughs) They work. (laughs) They work every time. They're like Colt forty (laughs) five. Eagles, Falcons, the link, Saturday at four thirty five. Yeah, I think I was uh, yeah. earlier, man. I, I'm fired up. I I'm so glad this is the first game. I didn't want. I don't want to wait any longer than I have to. Yeah, it's it's gonna be awesome, man. Uh, you know, again, we'll get to the predictions a little bit later. Yeah, but uh, you're right, Sean. Two years we try and make this happen. We make it happen on the eve of the Eagles playoffs. That's right. First time that's right. together as a podcast, yes, the Eagles right. have been in the playoffs, and we get second round, like you said, the eve of it, Saturday, four thirty. Fucking wild hype right now, and I, awesome, I just man. listen. A lot of people are saying the fans aren't as pumped. Well, I no I way. Out here tonight. No, absolutely. They're yeah, this place is going to be are wild. You guys, are you guys pumped for the Eagles tomorrow? Or what? Come on! All right, all right. Yeah. I see a Vic jersey in the crowd. He, he's pumped. Yeah, we, we, he's one of ours. Yeah, we got any Bobby Hoynes out there? But yeah, yeah. The, I mean, you guys seem to feel it too. It's just, it's going to be a rabid atmosphere down there. And I mean, how can you not be excited about second round? I don't care who's playing quarterback for the Eagles. They have a hell of a team. They have a game here. They're the number one seed playing the sixth seed. They got a chance, brothers. Absolutely. I mean, no, it's definitely definitely good. I mean, it's really nice to finally have that atmosphere back in the city again. I mean, it's been far too long. It's been far too long across far too many teams. Right. I mean, yeah, you know, it's this, not just this the represents Eagles, yeah. the best opportunity that anybody's had in quite a while. Yeah. You know, a realistic one. Because, I mean, the Flyers, you know. No, they played the Capitals. They were Maybe they hit, like, the first round. But they'll always, they always seem to run into a buzzsaw and, you know, just end up getting kicked out. And that's about it. The Phillies have been bad for years at this point. The Sixers have been aggressively bad for a long, long time. They haven't even sniffed the playoffs. Well, they've been trying to be bad. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, like, they're aggressively being bad. Yeah. Yeah, this this is it. It's It's nice having something to be able to, like, legitimately really get excited about. And and you have to. I mean, 13-3, you don't get that by being just okay. You don't get that by just your quarterback carrying you. You don't get there just by chance you had a bad schedule. A lot of things had to go right and mix it together. This is a very solid team, in and out. And I like to say that because it's the line where this was built around. The D-line, the O-line are their strengths. And looking forward here, that's exactly where you have to punch Atlanta in the mouth. That's their weakness. They're a smaller team. They wear down late. And the Eagles have the strength up front that this is a really good matchup. And, Ron, back to what you said. Man, there's – When's the last time in Philadelphia that we had a 
you know, a shot in the dark, a really good it's, chance. It's been far too it long. Had, it has Jernigan, been legitimately far too long. Jernigan's and Cox got to play. They're they're going to be matched up against smaller linemen. They need to wreck havoc. They, they really do. And I, I think you, you look at the ends, too, with Kerry Barnett. And you got, you know, our big guy on the end. Brandon Graham. He has to be there. And you're right. It opens up early in the inside. If they can open up that, they can free up the D ends. It's big. It's really big for them to dominate the game in the trenches. I mean, I'm not too concerned about Fletcher Cox just because I think he's a little bit more of a known commodity. And I think that he's the kind of guy that you know he's going to step his game up and at least give you a max effort. I'm not really that worried about the, the defensive line. I think they're ultimately going to be fine. I'm more concerned about the secondary, more so than anything else. No, Ron, there was a, something that came out earlier this week that says Fletcher Cox doesn't give the max effort, but he's their, their best player, and they need his max effort this week. Yeah. I mean, I mean it's, it's a playoff time. I mean, if you don't give your max effort in a playoff time, you're just, you don't want to play football. It's $100 million time, right? right. It's time to make that. Brave. I, couldn't, I couldn't possibly agree more. Yeah, and I wasn't trying to say that, that you're wrong in that case. The secondary concerns me the most, absolutely. Right. But I need Fletcher I just Cox. Think you have, again, I think you have more known commodities on yeah. that line than you do in the secondary. So the fact that I, I don't know how Jalen Mills is going to step this oh. game up. I don't know how Patrick Robinson is going to be able to adjust to a little bit of a better passing attack. You know, these are things that I, I feel like I've seen enough of Fletcher Cox that I know what it is I'm going to get when crunch time comes. Yeah. Then, again, a guy like, I mean, not to pick on him, but a guy like Jalen Mills. Well, even Darby. I mean, you just don't Same know. Thing. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Like, know. he hasn't had a playoff game under his belt yet. <laughs> no, he played in Buffalo. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, <laughs> they, they, they haven't been there until this year. He looks like he's been fine. I mean, for the most part, I mean, he's... You know, outside of getting injured, I mean, he looks like he's been okay. Yeah. And again, you just don't know when that competition level jumps off the way that it has. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-oh. I, know, I love that we're talking about the defensive line because I think this whole game is going to come down to the defensive line. I think it's going to be Cox and Journey up the middle, really abusing these guys. And if I can make you feel any better, Ron, look, I guess I'd be concerned about the secondary, too. They are young. They don't have any experience. They haven't been in a situation. I guess in a way the whole team hasn't. But at the end of the day, if you've been watching the first week of the playoffs, um, which I talked to Dave about earlier this week. Secondaries have been given a lot of leeway by the referees. They don't want to decide the game. They don't want to throw the flags as much in the playoffs as they, as they have in the regular season. So that's, maybe that's something that's that helps us out. Yeah. You know, they can, be, I gotta admit, they can get those hands really in. They can spin those guys a little bit. Yeah. You see, uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, you don't want it to come down to it, but I mean... I kind of looked at it a little bit the other way, that they're going to deliberately kind of showcase Julio Jones. And he's, you know, going to get maybe a little bit more benefit of the doubt on a couple of the pass interference calls that maybe, you know. Yeah, yeah it's a good point. Look, Atlanta has two advantages right now. They have the better quarterback and they have the better receiver. For me, for my evaluation, that's where it ends. I think we have the better defensive line. I think we have the better offensive line. I think everything else, we're either equally or or better than Well, joke, jokingly, I want to say – we have the better kicker, but honestly, oh, they yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. no one really cares about the kicker, so <laughs> yeah. I'll let you have that one. No, I mean, tomorrow's no, going to be the, the wind is line's only three. I mean, it might come down to the kicking. And, and the wind's supposed to be 18 miles an hour come game time. Kicking might be a big... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It might yeah. be a little bit of an underrated... I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to... I'm saying both kickers are really good. If yeah. you want to say Brian's better, that's great. No. It's like one and one A. I don't really. No, I agree. I would agree with calling it a push. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just got to give Brian respect, and I don't want the game to come down to the right. on his leg. You know, Chris, you brought up some good points. Those are the two areas that probably concern me the most with the Falcons, and it should concern everybody the most. 
but let's also look at their linebacking core. I think their linebacking core is a little better with the Eagles, with Deion Jones there. They're, they're solid. They fly side to side. We need this Eagles offensive line to Atlanta push those guys good and too, punch them in the mouth. They are. They are. They, yeah. they showed up last week. They really, really showed up last week. Yeah, their secondary might be a little bit better. I mean, maybe with, without Hicks, their, their linebacking core might be a little bit better. But our defensive line is so damn good. It's so damn good. Yeah, yeah it, that, that it makes our secondary that much better, right? And that's kind of what I'm thinking. That, and this is where, you know, for me, uh, it's easy to say. And I know I'm, I'm sort of pointing out the obvious, but the key to the game is kind of getting in sync with Alshon Jeffrey. I mean, Jeffrey's absolutely got to cash him deep at got least – Two or three times. Nelson Aguilar is just going to kind of keep him cheating back. I mean, it is. It could be. All right, let's put it this way: somebody's got to burn that secondary at least a handful of times. Like Their just enough can't handle a strong dose of blunt and and a giant. No, they're not going to handle it. They just can't. I, I sorry, Gary. I didn't mean to pull the mic from you, but I, I my problem with that is. Unless you establish the deep ball, unless you get them, they're going to You can't have the whole defense cheating yeah. up. They're That's the thing. Like, you got to get them at least. you got to keep get them thinking ball. about it. You give them that, you give them that, that dosage of them, but you at least got to keep them on. I mean, you're right in the sense that you pour the foundation with the running game, but you got you can't just let the whole defensive secondary Ron, just cheat up. Ron, I couldn't agree more. Listen, when when we keep hearing Ajayi, 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 we know the safeties are coming up. You gotta, you gotta throw some long balls. Yeah, you might not complete them because Nick Foles is terrible at the long ball, but you gotta show it because you gotta get those safeties out of the box. You have to get them out of there. And um, I, I agree. I think it's more Torrey Smith and Al- and um, and Nelson. I do think you're gonna see them streak a little more. I think you need Alshon in that middle, getting those controlled possessions. They don't have to live and out. die with the deep game. I'm not saying you they have gotta, to show it, but they just gotta, they just gotta be just successful enough to just keep that secondary honest to keep hit. them back. You gotta Nel- get one. Nelson and Ertz have a big game. No, you know, honestly, they're their two best receivers. They really are. I mean, yeah, yeah but Ertz isn't exactly a deep threat though. That's where I kind of went to Alshon Jeffrey and yeah. guys like Torrey Smith and stuff like that a little bit more. Alshon's the best receiver on the team. No, you no. think? El- no. Nelson Aguilar is their Produ- better receiver. No, produ- produ- production-wise, yes. But Alshon's the like he's the cream. You take Alshon out, none of that opens up. Yeah. So, so Alshon Jeffrey opens it up. Right, the other right, guys. right. So, but 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 Alshon's the guy. You signed him. He's your big free agent. He's the guy that's got to blow it up. He's the name. Right. You got you got to hit him deep once or twice. That'll open everything up. It'll ease the defense back just a little bit to where Ertz and Aguilar can t- attack the middle. Yeah. And, and I, I mean, mean, you know where I need – You said about Fletcher Cox being the $100 million guy. I mean, this is where Alshon Jeffrey, if you're going to well, be a number one elite receiver, this is where you got to make your hay, man. And like, the, the, you've got to go out there and you've got to have a decent game. The one area, and I agree with all you guys to an extent, it's Alshon Jeffrey in the red zone. I, I'm just telling you, that's where he's got to make his money. I, I know you want to send him along and do other things, but he's that big target in the red zone. That's a big reason why the Eagles are a number one offensive red zone team. I, I really think that's where he needs to excel. Absolutely. Get him down the field, I agree, and open up the middle for the other guys. But where he gets his money is inside the 20. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, look at that. Where he gets his money is inside the 20. <laughs> I'm a rapper on the side, too. There you yeah, go. Yeah, you, you know, you know it don't even know it. Yeah, you got the, you know, the fade route, which, you know, it's a little overrated, the fade route. But he, he works the middle. You know what I mean? He's, a, he's not a guy that, 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 that like, creates separation. But he's a guy you, you you 
put it in a spot, he catches it. And, and he draws the attention. That's right. where I really think you're right. right. You right. need him to draw that with attention. With Wentz, he caught it. You want to see him develop that with Foles. And it looks like that was one of the things that coming into the postseason the Eagles were struggling with. Like I said, that's where you want to see that. I, I mean, if it's me, like just turn the clock back a little bit. You remember Andy Reid when he finally got Terrell Owens. First play of the, the Owens and Donovan McNabbera. Deep ball, right, exactly, just right down the sideline. Ron, I'm sorry to cut you off, but you're, like, reading my mind. Like, first play, first play, you know, we got the ball in the 30, say. First play, even, if it, does, even if it doesn't work, a post route, and Foles just puts it up. Just puts it up, even if it doesn't work. Yeah, even before the Terrell Owens days, it was Todd Pinkston every single day. Yeah, but it was always Todd Pinkston. Alligator on. Yeah, yeah. They got caught in the lights. But it was, you're right, they always tried to stretch the field with somebody. You saw it on the first play in Washington this year, but after that, they really haven't tried to open that up. And and it would be, it would be, wow, that would be cool. And you know, you know, everybody's worried about falls. Everybody is. Right? But, yeah, falls. But Foles can get the ball down the field. He can. You give him a clean pocket, he can get the ball down the field. But, I mean, you hear it from both sides. You hear, like, you know, he throws a good deep ball, and then you say, he struggles with the deep ball. I don't, I don't know which one to believe. Kenny? But the type of defense that the Atlanta Falcons run, okay? Nick Foles has been successful against that type of defense. That's true. He's been at his best, though, against the cover three. But who's to say that the Falcons come out and don't run a cover three? You're going to see that same type of defense. Well, the other thing, too, Dan Quinn is a defensive-oriented head coach who's had a lot of success with a lot of the defenses that he's run. He's not going to change the coverage. What about – what do you guys What do you guys think of the um, – I'm not saying he will. I'm just saying Dan Quinn's a bright guy when it comes to defense. That's all. I mean, you can't just say he's not going to change the coverage. He's not going to. Dan Quinn, like like Ron said, Dan Quinn made his bones being a defensive coordinator. He, so, he he's a good coach. You know, so, he knows what if we know what Foles is good at, Dan Quinn knows it. So why wouldn't he try to adjust? That's all I'm saying. You know. You know, you're giving Dan Quinn credit, and I. I I don't disagree. It's just they switched defensive coordinators this year. Right. They were 28th in the league in defense. Something pretty bad last year, right? They switched to this Marcon Manuel, I think. Right. It, yeah, Marcon Manuel. And um, they turned into a top 10 defense. Exactly. So I agree with you. They're not going to change anything, but they are a little more aggressive than they were last year. You're right. A little faster. They're D line. Know, how to, know how to make adjustments, you know, if, if something ain't working. Like. My, my biggest concern is their D line. Right. What I'm saying, what I'm saying is, you know, I do think the Eagles win, but there's a lot of vibes out there where like the Eagles win, the Eagles win, the Eagles win. This is not a pushover. Hell no. The Falcons are a legitimate team. They're a good team coming off the Super Bowl. Yes, they blew a big lead, but they're coming off. Their defense is much better this year. Matt Ryan's a good quarterback, and they still have Julio Jones. Not his best year this year, but this is not a pushover. No, I mean, I think it's not. I, you know what? Everybody talks about there's no juggernaut in the NFC. There's six damn good teams. Yep. And then a, a couple teams that probably could have gotten in that would have been good, too. 
Yeah, you, you're right about that. Right, dead, dead on. I mean, Seattle. Seattle. Very good. Really good team. I mean, Struggle a lot of people don't, bit, don't yeah. want to admit it. Dallas is a good team, especially if Zeke's there. They could have, you know, they don't win a Super Bowl, but they could have made some noise. There were some good teams in the NFC that didn't make the playoffs. Where you go back the to NFC, the NFC is definitely the better conference. It's deeper. The yeah, it's, it's, it's deeper. Where where you go with Atlanta and where Atlanta's different than that Super Bowl season, and it's square on the shoulder of the offense. And no longer is Kyle Shanahan there. They brought in the drunk Steve Sarkeesian. Well, you know, he gets there. You know, whatever he does to get the job done. But they moved from first in the NFL, averaging 33 points a game, down to 15th in the NFL, averaging 22 points a game. They're 30th in red zone offense. They turn a lot of their offensive possessions into field goals. These are the kind of things. Uh, Matt Ryan has a 46% completion percentage in the red zone. He struggles there. This He's also is- got a 72% percent completion against the blitz. He does. You don't. And he's 10 touchdowns. Against, I mean, he, he throws two interceptions against the blitz, 10 against the non-blitz, 12 of his inter- 10 of his 12 interceptions. What Schwartz like to do? That's a blitz, right? I mean, there's a... Yeah, feeds into it. But it's that, it goes back to that front four that you got to create that pressure. So they, also, the last five weeks... You know, the Falcons weren't a shoo-in for the playoffs. Hell no. The last five weeks in that division, in that division, you know, they, they won. You know, the last five weeks, the Falcons are much better. I got to tell the story real quick because this is classic. So I'm at the bar. We're down the way, Dave and Debbie. There they are. Is it the ponytail guy? No, no, stop. Bring him over here. So I'm at the bar with them, and Dave's saying, I got to cash out. Square me up, square me up. They go walking back. They both come back to go, you paid in cash all night. You don't. You never gave us a card. There's nothing for you to do. Dave. Dave. Dave, I love you. Dave, get on the air. I love you, Dave. Get him over here. I love you, dude. Come on. I want your thoughts. Down away, Dave. Down away, Dave. Dave, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on the game, Dave? Give your thoughts. I think I'm looking at 27 In the mic. This is not your first rodeo. He's like Stevie fucking Wonder. Yeah, Stevie Wonder is right. Uh, 27 Eagles. I, I, I really dig it. Well, it's a close game. I really is. It's coming in. 27 Yeah? All right, cool. So what... Come on, Dave, let's get an Eagles chant. Dave, what, what makes you think that they win? Like, what, what's your, why do they win? What, what's, what's going on? I, I, I really believe the defense is going to, two turnovers that we need, that we're going to have to need. Okay. Two turnovers, 2017 Eagles, and we're going to get this. Absolutely. So, so you think they full struggles then if, if, yeah. if they need two turnovers? A little bit. Okay. A little bit. Yeah. Right. Full mistakes in this thing. What the fuck is this? The generals? Are you kidding me? What's the glow chart? The generals by your ass. The generals. <laughs> the generals. The Washington generals. Remember, remember when? Yo. Are you kidding me? Ron. Ron. Remember? Remember? Remember when? Remember? Remember when? when remember when Scooby Doo got started the glow charters? You remember? Remember the crust of the clown bet on the, the Washington Generals because you thought they were due? Yeah, remember. Dave, I got Dave, I got to ask you. On a night like on a night like Saturday night, right? Yes. Is there any better night for the Kraken to come out? No, there's not. There's not any better 
cracking to come out. It's so great. I want to go home now and get the fuck away from you. This is so great. There's going to bonfire, you fuck. So, um, it's, it's so random. For those of you that think Gary says, it's so great. I can't wait to get the fuck out of here so I can get away from you. You fuck. And your hat sucks. You're getting, you're getting shout outs, man. Down the wee days on the That's air. That's all good. Hey, yeah, guy. I love you guys. Hey, hey guy. All yous. And Mike knows it and Ronnie knows it. That's right. And it's going to be love okay. You, it's going to be okay. We're going to get there. It's going to be We're going to get right. this done. Well, talking to the mic. This isn't your first rodeo. Talking to the mic. Play the game and just go. Wait, no, oh, okay. So what are you doing for the game? Are you going to stay at home? Or yeah, he's staying at home. Yeah, he's staying at home. He's staying at home. He's staying at home. He was invited. He was invited to go elsewhere. But, you know. I ain't going to go near you. You know something? But I want to stay home. I'm going to stay home and right, cool. jerk off. Yeah. You know. That's a good well, if they win, you know. I would jerk off my life. That's really good. <laughs> I got time like that. <laughs> How great is that, though? But jerking off? Yeah. That's really <laughs> It is a good thing. And, and, you, know, you ever sit on your hand? You ever sit on your hand and you can like, fall asleep? a couple times, and it's really cool. It's really, it's cool. So why don't you do it? Do you ever, do you ever, it's there. Do you ever, don't do it. It's there. Do it. Why wouldn't you do you it? You might as well. If I was a female, I would never, if I was a female, I would never leave the house. I would never leave I the house. I would never leave the house. I would jerk off completely. I would, like, buy cucumbers and yeah. all that shit. No, 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 not like that, but I would jerk off completely. But you know what I'm saying? Is that what you're going to do when you go home? I am. I'm going to jerk off completely. And that's a great thing. I'm going to sit out back, jerk off, light a fire, and Isn't jerk that a off. decent exposure? Like, what about your name? Light a fire and jerk off. And that's what you should do. Huh? And that's a good thing. You're going to jerk off into the fire? No, no. I mean, is that good for the fire? No, it's not. No? Does it put it out? Does it, does it, does well, it? I piss all over the place, but I'm just saying. Well, I mean. Jerk over all the place and just go with it. No, all right. That's what it's about. <laughs> so that's, the, that's the deal. So jerk over the fire, and that's the, that's the deal. Okay. I'm just saying. All right. All so, right. uh. Right, so whatever. That's, uh. That's yeah, interesting. Right. So should we reel this back into watching? No, the no, I should, I'm going to no? keep talking about jerking oh, off. Oh, we're going to keep it talking? I'm telling you, if you jerk off into the fire, oh, yeah. What happens? It flames. It flames out. It flames out. <laughs> you just said it wasn't no. good. A little, salt in the, a little salt in the wound, per se. A little pepper. A little, little pepper. A 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 little so how, so how many times on it? Like how many times would you say you jerk off a day? About uh, 20, 20 times a day. You don't I jerk off twenty you times. Know, I love you, man. <laughs> you do not jerk off twenty times a day. You can't. No, I can't do it. No, I can't. No. No. I, 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 I'm a razor, razor. Yeah, you have like calluses all over your hands. Yeah, yeah, I can't do that. No, no, no. Yeah, talking to my friend. Talking to my. Two times a day. Two times a day. Two times a day. Are you dump them in a the toilet or like in a tissue? No, uh, I don't Debbie's think that. Debbie's mouth. I, uh, no, Debbie's mouth. That's not right. Between, between her tits. That's not the same. That's not very nice to say that. But whatever. Yeah, go. And her anyway, cooter. What's that? Oh, I like that. Oh, yeah. Irish guy. Yeah. 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 All right, Dave. Dave's desperately trying to change the subject. Yeah.
Yeah, kind of, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dave. Oh, Dave. Thanks for coming on, brother. Yeah, it's all good, man. Yeah, man. So you think 2017 Eagles, huh? Yep. Two turnovers, Cole struggles, but two turnovers. 2017 Eagles. We get two turnovers and we got this. All right. All right. I like it. It's all good. Man. All right. Sounds good, man. Sounds, Sounds like a good. Yeah, cool. All right. All right. Well, you know, uh, are you staying on or you want to stay on? No. All right. Well, then. I, I don't want to stay on with any, any of us. Why not? Because I don't fucking like it. All right. Well. <laughs> Yeah, fuck. <laughs> Go grab a beer then. So, Dave, you, you do know that when, when you pay cash, you don't have to cash out with the bartender? Yeah, I know. You, 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 figured, I know you, you figured that out? No, uh, really. No, no, you never gave your card to them, they said. You pay with cash all night. You can't cash out if you already paid cash. Okay, I'll take care of it. Okay, you're still going to take care of it? Yeah. Okay, all right, good. I, I, you you want to put a shot on my car, too? We got bonds galore. We got what? It's raining out. You're not doing a bonfire tonight. I'm right up the street, guy. Bonds galore. All right. You brought me down here. I didn't want to come. You're not. Apparently, you came twice already today. <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah, well, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll uh. I'll take your prediction uh, with a grain of uh, salt and pepper and come on a fire. Um, <laughs> I, I'm going to give you a prediction later, but there's a lot that has to happen tomorrow, man. Um, this is a tough game. This is, this, this is a tough game, man. It's a very tough game. We're going we're gonna to welcome, uh, welcome Mark back to the fold. Mark from 4th and Go. Again, you can hear 4th and Go. Live on Wednesday nights on Wildfire Sports, Wildfire Radio. Uh, yeah, so me personally, you know, there's a lot of things that need to go the right way for them to win this game. Um, first, first and foremost, you need to have Doug Peterson call a, a clean game. Yep. You know, he. I mean, a balanced, a nice balanced game. Uh, run the ball. Uh, run the ball and, and, and it basically controls time possession. I mean, you got to control time possession against this team because that offense can score. I know they're not statistically ele- as electric as they were last year. They're still dangerous. They're still the Falcons. They still have Julio Jones. They still have Sanu. They still have a good running back core. They still have Matt Ryan. Yep. And we talked about this on Wednesday. The most interesting part about this game is, is you have – two teams that are pretty much going in with the same game plan. It's almost like the old NFC East games in the playoffs where, you know, they're both going to try and run the ball down each other's throats. Right. It's, they're both the be- their best way to win. I mean, we look at how Atlanta beat up on the Rams. They did it through the ground, running the game. They wore them down. I mean, I think Freeman only averaged like three points on the yard to carry. Like, he wasn't dominating, but they just won by volume. They kept consistently pounding the Rams in the running game. And, right. you know, as the game wore on, you expected the Rams to come back, and they just didn't have an attack. They just couldn't do it. Right. The defense just, do it. Yeah, the defense was just beat. That's a good point. I can't hear you, Dave. You got to talk on the mic. You got to get got to get with Jay. Jay John, yeah. Give him the ball. Just give him and just get after it. Yeah. I agree, man. You know? Yeah, that, Jay Jai, Jay Jai had, This is what you got Jay Jai for, right? I mean, that's yeah, why you, you brought him from Miami, whatever. Yeah, you Let's traded get for, it. You, you 
traded for him half. Oh, you want the headphones? Uh, you, know, you, you traded for him halfway through the season, and for this, right? I mean, you, you kept them fresh. There you go. You kept them fresh basically all year. Uh, you know, you, you were doing this running back, running back by committee shit, and for what? You know, for this, for this moment, you want Jai to be your workhorse. You want him to be able to. To, to pound this defense, man. This is uh, this is his time. Yeah, this is where you, you prove why you why you trade for him. Like I I don't want the committee thing tomorrow. I don't. A guy should get twenty carries. Twenty carries. Yeah, you bring one in. You want to bring one in for, if you're inside the five, whatever. Short yardage type right. thing. Right, but, but a guy should be the workhorse tomorrow. I agree. I, I don't I don't care about his knees. I don't care. If he's not healthy next year, I don't care. Right, it doesn't matter. I mean, you pretty much got him for this year. You wouldn't just went out and paid the price you paid for him. Even though it's a fourth-round pick, you know, those picks count. You know what I mean? I mean, those picks especially add up and they count. So and if that fourth-round pick gets you a ring? Especially when your picks are limited this year, right? Because mm-hmm. don't they not have a second or third or something? Yeah, or, not yet. I mean, no, they're short picks. Not they, yet. They not have yet. Some, yeah, I mean, they can, I'm sure Howie will be doing the shuffling he usually does. But, you know, it's good. And, and a lot of people, like I did an article I put on Wildfire Sports uh, yesterday, uh, separation Saturday, and it's, it's really about how Doug Peterson has the opportunity to really, I mean, the stage is his. Like, everybody knows who Nick Foles is. Everybody knows that the defense is dominating. But it's, it's really going to come down to, you know, playoff football so many times comes down to coaching, game planning, scheme, and discipline. Like, if you don't turn the ball over, you don't have a ton of penalties, and your coach puts you in a position to win, they had the right game plan, you're right. going to win nine out of ten times. I mean, right. you saw it. Like, everyone's like, oh, Sean McVay's coach of the year. And then, you know, they turn the ball over, you know, two times, and Jared Goff throws the ball 45 times yeah. instead of giving it to Gurley, and all of a sudden they're golf. You know, right, so right. it really, this is the spot. The playoffs is where the coaches really take that next step. So it's going to be really interesting because I was a guy coming into the season who was very skeptical of Doug Peterson. Absolutely. And had to come around. And now he has an opportunity to really take another leap where, I mean, if he, let's be honest, he wins Super Bowl with Nick Foles, right? He's the top coach in the NFL, right? I mean, you got Bill yeah. Jack, you got guys like that, but you can put him up against anyone else. There's an article in Quarter Pub Sports that was written after the Chiefs game. Mm-hmm. Um, where I, I was very, very skeptical of Doug Peterson. Yeah. And, you know, he's, he's, um, he's got Re- a lot He's redeemed himself. Right, he's redeemed himself. Yeah, man, Culpa, man. I mean, like I said, I was a big, uh, I'm not even going to call it a critic because I feel like a lot of the stuff we were pointing out was legitimate. It's not like we were making it up. It's not like we were, like, seeing something that wasn't there. But he course corrected himself, and he ended up having a. Re- I mean, he's had a really, really, really good year. I mean, credit where it's due, he's been phenomenal. I mean, he's got to be in the coach of the year discussion. I mean, uh, if, if he wins a playoff game with Nick Foles, I think he's got to get it. Well, the problem is that that's supposed to be regular. It's supposed to be regular season only. It's, it's only supposed but to be. It's not. Right. So, so you know, Russell like for one thing, like Russell Wilson has always been MVP candidate. Right. You know. Um, Discussion. Well, they missed the playoffs. In my opinion, you missed the playoffs. How valid you are you? You know, like you weren't good enough to get that team to the playoffs. So you shouldn't be MVP unless you like scored 27 touchdowns as a running back. I don't care. Like you threw one more touchdown pass than the guy who missed three games in Carson Wentz. You shouldn't be MVP over him because his team still made the playoffs. And and on top of that, I mean, we talked about this last week, but 
on top of that, you've seen how valuable Carson Wentz actually is to that team with him being out. Now, now everyone has doubts here in Philly. Um, but to get to your, uh, you know, Sean McVay point, uh, or Doug Peterson point, rather, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I'm worried. I, I'm worried because this is where all uh, 13-3 and all that makes all that's good and well, but this is where it matters. This was my concern halfway, you know, beginning of the year, halfway through the year, and now was, is he going to out-coach potentially a better coach? Like, Quinn, you know, Dan Quinn's been in this league for a couple years now. Dan Quinn's a, Dan Quinn's a, Dan Quinn's a damn good coach. You know, Dan, Dan Quinn's a damn good coach. And, you know, Dan, Dan Quinn has has uh, been around the league. He, he's been to the Super Bowl. He's been here before. Can Doug Peterson out-coach Dan Quinn? Yeah, very good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's yeah. so. I mean, that defense kind of plays in the same thing. But it's going to be. And there's there's a lot of whispers that the Eagles are doing a lot of different things on offense. Um, and it's a nice hat, man. With two hats. Getting Where the fuck did the hat come from? Where did the hat come but, from? Uh, <laughs> I found it over there. Found it over there. But yeah, Peterson has. Um, there's a lot of whispers that he's he's doing a lot of changes to the offense. He's really trying to tailor it to Foles. So it, 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 there's a stage is set for him to really make an impact and show who he is on Saturday. He's out coached the team 13 times. That's right. That's right. Yeah, and a lot of people didn't give him, you know, the benefit of the doubt going into the season. I was one of those people, and he's continued to prove people wrong. And you know, winning is winning. A, going on a playoff run, even winning a playoff game with a quarterback. That as flawed as Nick Foles is, is, is a significant accomplishment. So, I mean, it's, you know, it's going to be up to him whether he can employ the right game plan, stay consistent to the running game, and put Foles in situations to where right. he doesn't turn the ball over and they can succeed. No, I, I, I agree. I mean, that's right. Yeah, I, th- I think you and I agree, Mark. I mean, you know, balance, right? Keep it balanced. Oh, yeah. You know, have to run. Keep it balanced. Uh, keep them off the field. You know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Now, Yeah, I can tell you guys are drinking all day. 
Have a good night. You guys didn't even know what, what, what cash out means when you pay with cash. Um, smells like fish. <laughs> so, so about the defense. Yeah, about that defense. Uh, about that defense. Uh, they're going to be aggressive. Um, you know, Atlanta's defense is fast. 
you know, they've been playing well lately. Atlanta's coming in hot. They would have seven of the last ten games, seven of the last ten games, whatever it was. Right hot, you know. But, you know, people did, have been disrespecting the Eagles' defense. You know, they're, they're looking at the last three weeks where, let's, 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 let's be honest, they took the foot off the break. You know, yeah, I, mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, they, they took it off because they're like, yeah, we got this wrapped up. We're in the playoffs. All we got to do is win another game. We got home field, you know, whatever. Right, well, I look at it like this. Okay, the Eagles are three points underdog at home. Well, when did Fletcher Cox get hurt? When did Timmy Journey get hurt? Brandon Graham. Don't the Falcons have backup offensive linemen? They're left when did, side when did the Falcons get hurt? The left, you know, the left side, side of the Falcons line is, is very banged up. No, Steve, Steve Sarkeesian and Jim Schwartz are in completely different tiers when it comes to, to scheming. You know, they went from the number one offense, what, scoring 34 points a game, to number 15, averaging 22 points a game. Right, right. Yeah. And you didn't lose anybody. Yeah. Other than your coordinator, who decided to take Jimmy Garoppolo in six weeks and have him pass for 1,600 yards. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. You know, we're talking X's and O's here. They're all completely different plans. Yeah. You know, you can, the talent is going to only do so much, but when you have talent compared to X's and O's, there's no reason on paper that you look at this and say, how do the Falcons actually have a chance? Pretty strong, pretty strong. I mean, pretty strong. Julio's got two touchdowns. I understand Julio is, is who he is. He's got two touchdowns all year. All year. Yeah, 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 I know. Trust me. I, I, I know. I know. Fuck him. I'll never take any chances. I'll never take any chances. Yeah, I, I, I pretty much gave him one like Kevin. Yeah, Kevin's never out here. But it's because James Winston's in terror. I think this is a coach in terror. Like, I don't know how that coach survived that matter. I mean, they bring him in and, like, you can't, like, you got an offensive trade for Jay Howard right now. Play that usually struggles for a Got to give him a break on that. But you want to have money to Sean Jackson. And, like, you can't get the ball to your best players. Like, if you're not getting the ball to your best players, like, it's got to be someone's got to be skeeved. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, someone's got to be skeeved. But they, uh, you know, they brought him back. Some people, you know, they're a little slow to the race. But yeah. keep, keep it up, man. We appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. <laughs> they, 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 they're going to schedule next year. Thank you. Yeah, dude. That's, 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 that's
mentally he's not comfortable with what he's saying, and he's panicking. And, you know, that stuff's probably not going to go away, but it doesn't mean that you can't harness that, you know, through your scheme and, and you know, through your game plan and things of that nature. And that's why it's really such a critical game for Doug Peterson. And I think if Doug Peterson can find a way to put him in a position to where he doesn't lose the game, it speaks volumes to what we have at coach. I, look, yeah, I, I, I totally agree. agree. And, and Mark's been talking about this a lot all year. Look, look Carson Wentz, like every other special quarterback in the NFL, is special because he makes plays in situations where he's other people are not. Yeah. He's, he's the eraser. He so, so we know that Nick Foles can't do that. So, you know, when we look at Nick Foles patting the ball and becoming nervous, he's, he's patting the ball and becoming nervous. He's gone through week one. He's gone through week two. And then the emergency button is going off in the back of his head, and he's like, I'm about to get killed. Because that's what backup quarterbacks do. That's, mm-hmm. that's what makes that's what separates pro bowlers and hall of famers from your Nick Foles and the guys. Just as many guys. Right, so Nick Foles is a guy. And and Mark, you're hundred percent right. Look, look. Peterson knows he's a guy. Yeah. So he has to he has to have a scheme and he has to call plays where he can utilize Nick Foles' talents to the best for the Eagles advantage. And at the by the end of the day, which we're also kind of talking about, Nick Foles will have to execute. Handful of plays to win this game. So let me ask you this, guys. Um, so we have the, uh, I think I heard some, some, you know, somewhere along the line, some talk about this week. Do you, do you want to speed up the game? Because Nick Foles had his best, his best time when he was uh, under Chip Kelly in that area of offense. Do you add that dynamic to it? Do you think that he's successful when he does that? I think that it helps. The area of offense takes away. The indecisiveness, right? Because it's like he's in a tempo, he's in a rhythm, drop back, boom, 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 he's working more off a muscle memory, like he doesn't have to think, right? right. And it's not to say that, like, I'm not trying to call Nick Foles stupid or whatnot, but there's, there's a mental capacity of that separates the elite quarterbacks from the backups. Right. I mean, and it doesn't mean that, you know, Nick Foles doesn't call uh, the NFL. He's just not an elite guy. It's just not mental, though. I, I, I agree. There's a, there's a physical capacity that separates the starters from back. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I know the mental of him is worse than the most backup quarterbacks. Way worse. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, maybe speaking of the game, you know, does that play into the fast-paced defense that, that Atlanta has? Or? Well, I think it, it depends on the situation, right? So, um... You know, when they're in nickel, right, they have their two linebackers. They have Deion Jones, who's like the Tasmanian devil out there. He's a smaller guy, runs around, makes a bunch of plays. And then they have Campbell, who he's their big, long guy. And he's long and athletic. And, you know, so they keep those guys both out there in their nickel. If you can find a way to maybe run 12 personnel and then run tempo off that, where you get those guys in their base formation and then get them running, then that plays into your overall game plan of wearing that defense down. And that's the ultimate goal, whether it's through the running game, whether it's through the tempo, you want to wear that Atlanta defense down so you can take over in the second half with a giant one. So, Mark, Dave, back and forth, we go jump on two. You said 12 personnel. Do you see more Sullivan? Yes. Yes. Yeah, not Burton? Uh, I mean, you could put Burton in there, but Sullivan could Sullivan's the blocker. You know what I mean? Like, no, I agree. You want Sullivan's a big body out there against the smaller linebackers. You got your Duke Riley, you got Deion, Deion Jones. Jones. He's about right here. They're small yeah. guys. So if you can get him up against them, then, you know, you just trade him out. You know what I mean? So that's, that's ultimately what I think they're looking to do. Um, but, you know, I've heard some whispers and I've read some things that, you know, there's going to be a lot of new wrinkles on Sunday. Or on Saturday. 
they're they're happy happy to tweet. Tweet. Yeah, I mean, especially since they haven't done well. And the other thing about it is, like, you know, you got these smaller, fast linebackers and stuff like that. You got a guy like Kelsey, the most athletic center yes. in the league. Yeah. If you get him out in space, he's done anything to kind of start rotating for some of those guys. Yes, too. absolutely. That's a great point. Yeah, you need to. I mean, we talked about, I mean, not ad nauseum, but this is the game, right? This, this is huge. This is huge. Yeah. We're talking about January. We're talking about, you know, when we were back in the day with Andy Reid, I always looked forward to this weekend because I had off on Monday. MLK Day, baby. Yeah, I got a weekend on my own playoffs. It's Saturday. You know what? But our guest day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know what sucks? I remember this game always being after the NFC Championship week. That was the championship A while ago. Yeah, you're right. I'm like, damn it. Like, I'd rather have waited one more week for that. I bet they all. Because yeah. it's a Sunday because the championship's always a Sunday game. And the last game ends at like 9, 9, 30. Know, and you get to like, especially if it was the Eagle man, you get to party it up for like, you know, till like midnight, 12, 30 at night, something like that. And you wake up with a hangover the next day and not have to worry about it. And believe me, you know, I don't. I don't. Extra buy and now it's I don't so want to look forward. And, and, and stop playing on Labor Day weekend. All that good stuff. Yeah, but yeah. I don't want to look forward. But the NFC Championship game is the 6.30 game the following week. Yeah. 
No, no I'm straight. Yeah, you, you just brought up the point, man. After Georgia and Atlanta, like, for the 10 Atlanta fans that are out there, man, they would be fucking pissed. <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, I sat there and I thought to myself, I'm like, if for some weird reason you're a Kansas City fan and a Georgia fan, like, if you, like, lived in Kansas City and you just got a scholarship to Georgia or whatever, like, you'd be fucking tall <laughs> off a bridge this week. Like, you're like,
that's the way that I want this game to start. I like you win the coin toss, you defer, you get that defense, your strong point right now, definitely, out there and set the tone. Yeah, well, the last thing you want is, you know, I'm not trying to be negative here, but you don't want the offense going out there, going free and out, and then you take the crowd out. Yeah, but you know that the defense is out there, that crowd's going to be in the game from the beginning. So you defer as well? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, there's some theory. The wind can change. It can. The wind can change. But you you always got Bowtie out there, he'll tell you. Well, he's been wrong. Schwartz. No, get out. He's never been wrong in his life. That's a shout-out to you, brother. But anyway. Yeah, I'm with you guys. I defer as well. I get that defense out on the field as fast as I can. I don't care about wind direction right now. It's going to be the same wind for anybody. And if you can get out there, you can get that green out, like you said. Get the ball back at favorable field position. Turn that into a minimum of three. That's a win, win, win. Because the only way, and I'll be honest, we're getting into predictions in a minute here. The only way the Eagles win this game is from the lead position. I, I'm just very serious about this. They are not a comeback team, not with Nick Foles. And they really, really, and this is one point that Doug, with Doug Peterson focused on earlier in the season, before the season got here, he knew they were not a first-quarter scoring team in 2016. In 2017, they were. They owned the first quarter. In fact, I think they, I, and I don't want me to do this, but they only let up one Maybe two touchdowns in the whole first quarter on defense the whole season. Yeah, because we're crazy driving down the field. Yeah, and that's a big thing. There's another telling stat about playing at home. The defense averages giving up 13.5 points a game at home. They have not let up one rushing touchdown at home this season. You can laugh at all the opponents that came in here, but they had Jordan Howard. They had some. They had um, Carlos Hyde. They had good running backs that ran through here. Right. They held every single one of them out of the end zone. And that's where Atlanta, you know, they struggle in the red zone. Yeah, they played against Zeke last year. But he did <laughs> But he didn't score yet. What, what's Zeke got, 25 carries? Yeah, yeah, they were trying to run him. I mean, I know that that was against a backup defense by the end of it anyway. But he got him out. defense kept him out. So that, that's the thing. Keep those long balls out. Keep this defense on the field, containing that offense. And we really, really, really have a favorable matchup. The Eagles, and I can't get away from this. Atlanta is not a high-scoring team anymore. Atlanta is a small defensive and offensive line front. Atlanta struggles in the red zone. Atlanta kicks a lot of field goals. Atlanta is not a good turnover team. Yeah, you saw it last week. They forced two turnovers on special teams. They're one of the lowest Defensive teams are forcing turnovers in the league. I think they ranked 29. They got it last week, and now it's... It's not here? Yeah. And there's just so many things. If you look at the matchup, this is the one team you want to play. This is the one team that matches up very well for the Eagles and their strengths and skills. And, you know, it's going to be big time down there at 70,000 strong. They're going to be loud and as rabid as they've ever been. You think the Eagles feel disrespect? Wait until you hear how the fans feel tomorrow. Oh, man, the fans are going to be fired up, dude. Everybody's going to be waking up. At 7 o'clock, you go down there, tailgate. It's going to be loud. It's going to be nasty. They're going to give it to the Atlanta Falcons. They really are. Absolutely. I mean, my bus is getting there as soon as the gates open at 9. I mean, it's usually about seven, seven and a half hours they let you in. We're going to be liquored up and well for this game. And the Atlanta Falcons, they played in a soft-ass town last week. A town we owned earlier this year. Won two games in now in L.A. Twice. Twice. Owned twice and won twice. And Atlanta got it, got it off easy last week. They ain't going to be easy tomorrow. Not in the link. Not in front of our fans. 70,000 proud and more than that, million strong Eagles fans, Eagle Nation. And it's going to be rabid. There we go. All right, so are we, are we 
do a prediction I think we got to pass it around the mic. I think we got to do predictions. Mark, you want to you lead us off on fourth and go? Yeah, I'll lead us off. You got you know, it. I mean, if you listen on Wednesday, you know where I'm going. This is going to be a low-scoring game, old-school NFC East battle. You're going to see the Eagles come out there. They're going to win on a late field goal by Jake Elliott, 18-16. Wow. to 16. Oh, the Eagles shit. advance. 18, they get 18 points. What, what is it? How, how many field goals? Hey, like that. <laughs> <laughs> Elliott is the greatest of all time, that, He's wow. a goat. Yeah, that's how he feels about that goal. Wow, okay. Yeah, how you feel? Right, so, man, I know we've been talking. We're, we're getting fired up and stuff like this. We're getting excited. And I don't want to be a buzzkill. Um, but... But you're going to slip me to puppy. Here you go. I know, I know. But, man, Atlanta's, you know, NFC champs coming back as the NFC champs. Um, they're, um, they, they beat a good Rams team last week. So we won. They beat a good Rams team. They're out traveling a lot of miles and stuff like that. So there's a lot of different stuff that's going. And the cold weather helps. But Matt Ryan going and, and just seeing full struggle. I don't know if it's just, I don't know if it's just a, a mirage or what it is. It just scares me a little bit. I can see Atlanta blowing them out. I don't think it will be that, though. I can see the Eagles winning a close game, definitely. But my, my prediction is the Eagles lose a tight, heartbreaking game on a close game, maybe a drive where they're, they're, it just stalls at the end because Foles just can't get it done. I just I can't kind of get behind Foles. So I, I'm, I'm just calling it. I, I'll call it. I'm going to call it, uh, we'll call it, uh, what am I going to call it? I'll, I'll, did they get, we'll call it 17, we'll call it 2017. I'll give you respect. Yeah. I mean, for everybody out there, he's wearing green. He's wearing an Eagles jacket. I almost see him crying right now. Dude, I, it's not even about crying, man. I, I'm just calling like I, I'll be fucking fired up. You want to talk about really. green? <laughs> I, I'll be, I'll be ready. I'll be ready. I'll be. I'll be. You know. I'll be pulling for him. I did take the guy. Like look, look, again, twenty to seventeen. Nothing on earth would make me feel better than to be wrong. But uh, I've got to agree with my, even down to the score. I mean, I really think it's going to be a, a relatively low-scoring game. I don't put these two shit bags in the closet. I would right love now. to be wrong. Nothing would make me happier than to be wrong. I mean, I would love to be wrong. If I'm wrong, we're in the NFC Championship game. I would fuck up. Speaking of, by the way, these predictions are brought to you by AJB uh, Transport. Transportation hey! Services. Uh, and Freshly.com. And Freshly.com. Uh, we don't have our reads in front of us. We, we don't have our reads in front of us, but check out uh, AJB Transport, Transportation Services on Facebook and Freshly.com. Use the uh, promo code WILDFIRE. Next, next $40 dollars off your first two orders. That's right. Uh, next week we'll have recorded uh, things so we know to do. We this shit live. No, we can't. Especially when we have a drink beer. It just doesn't work. So check this guy out. But yeah, I mean, getting back to predictions, I mean, I- I'm going basically exactly the same way that Mike's got. I mean, I-, I don't see it any differently. You know, but look at it the other way. I mean, if there was a game that the Eagles were going to win that I feel the best about, this is the best situation they could hope to walking into into this game. I mean, there's no other team that I would rather face than the Falcons. This is the one. You're getting them at home. Their record at the link is bad. I mean, I, I think there is a lot of things in favor of the Eagles. I mean, if they're looking for a break, everything they could have asked for to give them a little bit of a helping hand is working in their favor. They just need to take advantage of all. 
wrong. You're kind of contradicting yourself there. Man. No, not really, because I still don't think you're going to be enough to actually overcome it. It's just this is the best situation to actually do it in. So it lays out for their best situation, but they're not going to win? Right. Yeah, basically. Like, I, I just don't think it's going to end up ultimately being enough. Of the, of the three situations, all three weren't great, but this is the best of the three. If they're going to pull a game off, this is the one they're going to pull off. They got a good I, shot. I could very easily be wrong. I mean, again, you know, I, I don't think they're going to pull it up, but what I'm calling for a score of about a three-point difference, it's not, you know, this isn't something that's going to be a blowout either way. I mean, they very easily could take this. Ron, I love you, dude. All right, that's not like a safe pick. It really does. Well, it is. All right. It sounds like a yeah, safe pick. It's set. not like I haven't been making it for, what, four weeks now? I understand what you're I hear you, but it just sounds like a safe pick. It's their best situation. It's the best team they could have played. It's, it lines, uh, it lines up good for is, is any of it wrong? But they're going to lose. Is any of that incorrect? I'm, I'm with Ron on it. I, I understand you are, but I just... Yeah, well, I, you don't know if we're going to lose it, but at the same time, we're, 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 it sounds like a safe pick. It really does. But we're so you're not the guy that the guy you're gets told. my prediction. So you're, getting, you're not the guy that gets told I told you so. What do you mean? I, dude, I want to be told I told you that. I understand. I understand to be wrong. I understand to be wrong. I mean, you I understand you, but if you're not wrong, then you can go on and, you know... Yeah, I've seen that. Nick Foles isn't the guy. I promise. I, I promise I won't it's say seen, one word. No, Ron, you should because it's you. But it just seems, <laughs> it just seems, it just seems like a safe pick. It really does. Go fuck yourself, Ron and Mike. How about that? I'd love to be wrong. Go fuck yourself. No, it, it, the, the Eagles twenty-four, the Falcons seventeen. Right. Garrett, I hope you're right. I can see it. The Eagles running the attack. That's not insane. It's yeah, not like you're picking the Eagles 57 to 4. You know what I mean? There's something ridiculous. Like, um, the, uh, the Falcons uh, get two safeties, and that's how they score four points. I, I just... Uh, I say, uh... Yeah, Mike, I'm sorry. I, I was just going to say, I just feel right now the Falcons are playing better and a better team with Nick Foles. If Carson Wentz is in, this would be completely different. But I just, I can't, I can't say that Nick Foles, Nick Foles hasn't showed me anything in, in the game yet that makes me think that they're going to be able to get a toe to The Giants game didn't show you anything? Didn't quite show me anything. I'm on record not being the biggest Nick Foles supporter. Right. But the, the Giants, Giants it didn't show me, it didn't show me enough. The Giants are 29th against the Giants. They suck. They suck. He had two short fields. Look, man. Look, I, I'm giving you a prediction. I understand it's not the popular no. prediction. It's not what you want to hear. But you can't, you can't yell at me and hate me, hate on me. For no, I don't. Yeah, I hate Ron. Yeah, I hate Ron. I, I love you, Mike. I love you. Dude. But, buddy, we argue all the time. I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to love. Like big dick neck. <laughs> big dick neck. Yeah. Well, have you guys seen it? It's got a huge eye. Oh, all right. Well, everything you hear on social media is true. Yeah, I'm sorry. So, Chris, from fourth and go, uh, what's your prediction on the game? The fuck? You've been talking over ten fucking minutes. Yeah, you're not arguing. Come on, come on, Ryan. What do you got, Ryan? Alright, um, I think Nick Foles finally plays a clean game. Um, you don't need him to win it. You just need him not to lose it. Um, I think... 
185 yards, a touchdown or two. But I think the determining factor is um, Jay Ajayi. I think he's given 20 carries. Um, we, we control the clock. I think the Eagles win 23-17. All right, cool. I love that score. I'm actually at 24 to 13. Look, for me, everything is solid. I think at the end of the day, the Eagles have they have the better defensive line. They have the better offensive line. I think they're going to control a lot of scrimmage for the most part of the game. I think they're going to, and with that, they're going to be able to control tempo. They're going to be able to do a lot of things to control this game. And I have a total confidence in the Eagles. We've talked ad nauseum about every little aspect of how this game is won, but at the end of the day, for me, it's all about the trenches. Games are won down the trenches, and that's the thing. The Eagles' defensive line will dominate the Atlanta offensive line, and that's going to be the difference in this game. It's still going to be a close game. 20-16, Eagles. Corey Clement is a big factor in this game. He's going to do something in the red zone that's going to change this game. I'm sorry, but talk about a guy who wasn't drafted. He's just a football player. Every time he touches the ball, something good happens. He's an underdog, just like the Eagles. What do we wait for? So what do you got, Sean? What do you got? It looks like you're getting there. He's at 2016. All right, listen. One more. I, I got one more left in me. I haven't been there yet. Fourth and go, given our last prediction. There's something funny. This line's 41 over. You gotta look at those yeah. numbers when you come into it. That smells under, smells under, smells under. Yeah. I actually do think Nick Foles puts up a decent game. I agree with you. I'm not a Nick Foles guy. I think he puts up a clean game. Good enough for the Eagles to win 23 to 20 on a late field goal. Wow. Yeah, and I think they just it just goes over. I do. I think it just goes over. And I and I like the Eagles in this game because of two things. First and foremost, I, I, and I talked it ad nauseum earlier, I just like think this is a good matchup. Secondly, motivation is a powerful thing. Being disrespected, yeah. I think for one week right. they can rally around this and use that card. Use it as a trump card, joker card, whatever you want to call it. I think that's enough for them to be fired up, come out hot, hold on to this win. Just don't lose the game. Manage the game. Be, be, be our version of Al Smith. Don't throw any. I mean, if you throw a pick, at least make it deep. You know, yeah. like nothing bad. Field worse. Yeah, like almost like a punt, like a deep throw or something. Because I do think that is one thing that Peterson's going to do. I think, I think they're going to run the ball a lot, but I do think he's going to take his shots. I do. I he, he's going to be aggressive. I heard that over the last two weeks. We need an aggressive Nick Foles. And it, I don't put any stock on what Nick Foles is saying. Nick Foles is like, oh, I, I'm gaining confidence with it. I, well, let's see it on the field. I do have more faith in Nick Foles than maybe I should um, because I had nothing else. Yeah, and, I mean, you've seen it too many times. The team goes off. They're going west coast, east coast, west coast, east coast. They're, they're, they're flying all around. They, listen, this team had the scratch and claw to get in. They've been playing playoff football for about four weeks. There's a point when they hit a wall, and I just think it's finally on Saturday for them. And I think Nick Foles does play well. I'm with you guys. It, it's weird to think that after seeing what he's done the past few weeks. But he's had two weeks off. He's erased all these things. He's had time with his team. Knowing he's the man. I see 240, maybe two touchdowns. And um, good enough to win this game, get to the next week. And I might be with you guys after that, but let's just get there. Well, well, what is it, the, the, the line that you think? Like, like, what does Nick Foles have to throw for? No like, interceptions. Like, yeah, no, no interceptions. I mean, yards-wise, like, like, 
Now, I don't think J.J. You know, as much as they want to say he's a man, I worry about his knees. I'm still not convinced that guy's ready to do 20, 25 carries. I think it's Clement, and I, or Clement, and I'm really with you on that one. I, I think you're going to be surprised, pleasantly surprised, to see how much he's used this week. I'm with you. I, I, I like him in the red zone. I, I think he, he's the red zone guy. He can catch the ball out of the backfield, and, he can, and he's so quick. He's such a nice change of pace guy. You know, it's going to be interesting to see what happens there, but... And he's an, and and a local guy. He wants to outshow the other local guy, Matty Ice, right? I got one more. One more, right? Carson Wentz gets a regular season MVP, right? 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 right. Oh, he, he absolutely should. And then Nick Foles wins the Super Bowl MVP. Yeah! Let's go, Eagles! I don't know if there's a better way to end this show. We want to thank Patty Wax for having us tonight. Thank you, Patty Wax. Thank you so much for having us tonight. I'm telling you right now, if you are in the Northeast and you want something to eat, come get their wings. That's right. Are you talking to bartenders? What? I was talking to wings. I was talking to Hey, and no, listen, their rings are outstanding. Everybody, anybody they else? They, they are. Yeah, it's and fantastic. I want to chime in just from our perspective. I mean, quarter pub support. Whatever you guys do, whatever, whatever that was, you know, you guys are a legendary status. It's so good having you guys invite us up here. Of course, we, go. we just appreciate every second of being here with you guys. Being a true Philly Philly through and through. Four for four. We always got to Chris, of course, Mikey also, part of 4th and Go Radio. I just want to express my gratitude to Patty Wax and to you guys. It was awesome out here tonight. You guys rock. Yeah, thanks, man. A pleasure yeah, to go. 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 Radio. Listen in live Wednesday nights at 9.30 on Wildfire Radio. Check them out. Yeah, let me switch over to Mike real quick. Let's close it out. Bring it hard. We don't have a chance to close it out. I tell you what, are you. Are you, are you, are you